Bald Man Campus is presented by QuickBooks. New business? No problem. Success starts with the Do-It QuickBooks. Learn more at QuickBooks.com. That's QuickBooks.com. Bald Men on Campus. With Jay Billis, LaFonso Ellis, and Seth Greenberg. Welcome once again to Bald Men on Campus. NCAA Tournament Edition with Jay Billis. We played in the championship game of the NCAA Tournament. Nice. We don't want to talk that he might have potentially got dunked on. I don't think he did. He <laughs> got dunked on. I then? got dunked near a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and then Lafonso Ellis. Lafonso, what was the deepest you went made in the NCAA Tournament? Second round. Second round? Yes, we lost and you dunked George on now. someone. Uh, who, who, who was on George Shannon? <laughs> Alonzo Mourning. The Kimbe Matumbo. Back when they sucked. You had like 14 feet of post guy to scroll. <laughs> yes. That's and he unbelievable. Went out for 30 on us, and that killed us. <laughs> Rub those bald heads like crystal balls and take a look into the future. Let's go to the uh to the east. I call this the blue blood bracket. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, you think of teams in this bracket, you Oof. know, you've got Kentucky, you've got obviously Purdue, you've got Indiana, you've got UCLA, uh, North Carolina. I mean, this is as blue as it gets. And I think this is the toughest bracket, mm-hmm. you know, without a doubt. Just a quick overview. Um, looking at the bracket, any upsets there? Like I see the 5'11", Virginia Tech, Texas. I, I was surprised Texas was a five. Quite honestly, especially just they struggle so hard to score. What's first impression of the brackets? Well, I looked down, and of course, we're all looking for upsets in, in the bracket early. And when I looked down and saw that uh, Virginia Tech was playing against Texas, uh, Texas as a five seed, I, I, I didn't, I don't see them as a five seed. I see them more as a seven. And part of that is they're a tremendous defensive team, but they have a tough time scoring the rock. Virginia Tech, that that's not an issue for them. I think that's a really bad matchup for uh, Texas, and I have Virginia Tech uh, advancing in that one. Yeah, I I think this is a really difficult bracket, and I, I like the idea of the Blue Blood uh, name for it. Baylor has the number one seed because they've got the best body of work. I mean, they were 15-0 and 0 when they were healthy. problem with the body of work theory is they don't have the same bodies that created that body of work right now. And, you know, without Jonathan Chamo-Chachua, I think that's going to catch up. Mm-hmm. Um, and LJ Cryer, what's his status for the tournament? Is he going to be able to play one? And if he plays, what percentage of LJ Cryer are we going to get? So I do think that makes them the most vulnerable, number one. I don't think that's news to anybody. But but I wouldn't be shocked if Baylor, you know, played all the way to the Elite Eight or further mm-hmm. because they're 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 a winning program. <laughs> yeah. Um I do think it it's really interesting. I th- I thought UCLA was underseated as a four. I thought Virginia Tech was underseeded as an 11. Mm -hmm. Uh, Purdue is still the team that I I think I keep waiting for them to be the best team in the country again. I don't know if they will be because I don't know that they guard like they need to to win the whole thing. Mm -hmm. But, man, their offense is really good. And then and then Kentucky, uh, I I just can't imagine Kentucky is going to play like they did against Tennessee Mm -hmm. and give Tennessee credit for it. But uh, but I I still think Kentucky may be the class of of this uh, this entire bracket. Tennessee got up and under Kentucky and just took them out of anything they wanted to do mm-hmm. offensively. Mm-hmm. The game that's interesting to me is North Carolina Marquette. Again, two teams that have won national championships. North Carolina, prior to the Virginia Tech game, all of a sudden I was going, wait a second here. Uh, they're going to be seated higher than their 
talent level. So I think they have solid talent. I mean, Baycott, obviously, Maddox stretching the floor. Caleb Love when he's making shots. I love the ball in R.J. Davis's hands. Uh, I think that's just an intriguing game. Marquette, Shaka Smart, getting back to more of his identity of how they're playing. Obviously, Lewis is a tough matchup. You know, we always talk about Tyler Cole. It's just a terrific passer. And Darryl Marcel is... He's a winning piece because he guards every possession. Mm-hmm. Where do you guys see that game? I have Marquette advancing in that game, actually. Um, you know, North Carolina has played very well down the stretch, but they don't have depth. And I think Marquette's got some some ability to take away the three-point shooters. And I think it's going to be an interesting uh, issue for Brady Manick. Who's he going to guard? And is he going to have to run around in the perimeter more often? Uh, and, you know, obviously Marquette's going to have to guard him, but he's not a low post player. He's a perimeter big. So I, I, I favor Marquette kind of in a, in a quote unquote upset there. It's not much of an upset in an eight, nine game, but, uh, but I, I don't think the winner of that game, uh, I think Marquette can get past Baylor. Uh, I'm not sure that, uh, that North Carolina can, but, um, I, I think Carolina's done a great job with this team and Hubert Davis done a fan fantastic job in his first year as coach but I, it, it, they're not the transition team that they've been and uh and they don't score it as easy because so you can slow them down a lot easier than you could in the past yeah i actually have north carolina winning that one in a close one and part of that is uh caleb love i i keep waiting for him to explode and, your be, guy. and, and be the consistent kind of guy and i there's something i feel about him in that game that he'll take the challenge uh, with the guards of uh, Marquette, and and if he can, you know, go be efficient, seventeen to twenty points in that game, then I think North, North Carolina will win it because Baycott is hard to deal with, especially in those middle ball screens where they roll them down and he kind of sets up right in front of the rim. Playing game or first first round game, Wyoming Indiana. I've got Indiana winning that game. I think Indiana Trace Jackson Davis. I think he can dominate the game, even though obviously. Graham E.K. is a big body, and they're mm-hmm. physical. They run good offense. Maldonado is a very, very tough matchup as he backs people down. I've got Indiana winning that game, and I have Indiana beating St. Mary's. I think Indiana's starting to guard. Jay, you've been talking about Xavier Johnson taking better care of the basketball. Mm-hmm. I think they've got a little bit of a physicality. But more importantly, you look at the tournament, they finally made a decision. We're going to play through Trace Jackson Davis. Mm-hmm. And he's delivered. Mm-hmm. And he's delivered at the end of games. He's delivered in the second half. He said. Mm-hmm. You know, game-winning plays at the, at the end of the second half, and I actually have them beating St. Mary's. You guys have a take on that? I think that I think that's probably right. The only thing is, St. Mary's so good at slowing a game yeah. down, mm-hmm. and and they're so good defensively. Yeah, you know, I can't see that game even getting near the seventies mm-hmm. uh, in scoring. Uh, I have a lot of respect for the way St. Mary's play. I know you guys do too. Sure, but Indiana is playing better, mm-hmm. and they defend really well. Uh, but but I really think the key is going to be their guard play. And if Xavier Johnson keeps taking care of the ball like he has of late, you know, he hasn't been you know, it, under control is is kind of an odd phrase to use for, for a guard. But but he's been more efficient because he's not an out of control player, but he's been more efficient. He's not turning over. He's not leaving the floor to make yeah. passes, things like that. Uh, so his efficiency has gone way up. It, it's just Indiana, sometimes they don't make shots. Mm-hmm. And for long when they periods of time, long exactly. Periods, yeah. I know that that's frustrating for mm-hmm. for Mike Woodson, but uh, but they've continued to guard, and I hope they're not just happy to be there uh, when they get to the first four and they really play to their capabilities. But I agree with you. I think I think Indiana advances there. There are people who travel there. 
So it's yeah. not that bad a, bad a trip. And that, the environment in the first four is actually almost awesome. sometimes better than the environment in the first round. Awesome. Or the second round. Yeah. Or whatever it would be. It's Separate. still the first round. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's still no, the first you're round. right. It's the second round. They call it the second, second round. No, the first round. Yes. Yeah, first round. And you you guys mentioned there are two guys who, who are playing really well. I think the guy that doesn't get a lot of credit is Race Thompson. Ray, Ray, his, he does some of everything. Knocks down shots for them. He defends. He rebounds. And, and I think one of the ways that they can kind of – uh, get past St. Mary's slowing it down. I think those two guys can get them some extra possessions on the offensive glass, and I think that'll be the difference in that game. Murray State, San Francisco. Obviously, Murray State, Tevin Brown. Obviously, uh, Williams, big physical body that rebounds the ball. They really, really guard. Justice Hill is a very, very explosive point guard. They scored easy. Like Tevin Brown, I mean, you look at his career. I mean, he played in the same backcourt as John Morant. Right. All right, and and like that dude, when he shoots it, you think it's going in. They have a, an identity and a winning culture at Murray State. They got a, they've got a, a toughness about them. They really guard. They play beautiful offense. I mean, they play great spacing. They share the ball. Unselfish. San Francisco, obviously, Kalil you know, Bouye and and, uh, and Shabazz. Shabazz. Yeah. I mean, they're a dynamic backcourt in terms of coming out and play with good spacing. Shoot a ton of threes. I mean, they'll you know, late game they they use their analytics to try to. Steal possessions. Mm-hmm. I still have Murray State win that game off of their defense. What do you guys think? I agree. I think Murray State's, you know, they didn't lose a game in conference play. Yeah. And in that league, that's impressive. Uh, it's it's impressive in any league. Only two teams have done it, South Dakota State and Murray State. Uh, but I, I love the way Murray State plays. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the fact that the, they're older and they've been through it. And Tevin Brown's had a, a magnificent Oof. career in mm-hmm. every category that a basketball <laughs> player can can scratch in in the box score. He does it every single game. So I, I think they'll move on and play Kentucky. Absolutely That's- agree. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to the matchup of KJ Williams inside with Yuhum Lasowski, assuming that he's healthy because there was some concern about his health coming into the tournament. But uh, he gives them a guy that they can play through on the interior who can also make an open shot. So that'll be an intriguing one for me. All right, we'll just flip it up. Uh, Kentucky-Murray State, if, if that that happens, uh, obviously a big game for the state of Kentucky, a uh, great opportunity for Murray State, a game that they probably could never schedule. Uh, I, I think Kentucky's just better. The warp speed, uh, I think their length defensively will swallow up uh, Murray State, not swallow them up, but will give them problems. I think Kentucky's doing a better job of getting the ball inside. They, they've been more efficient, not maybe against Tennessee, but prior to that, they've done a good job. I don't think Murray State does that to Kentucky. I don't either, but it reminds you a little bit when Kentucky played Wofford uh, yep. a couple mm. years ago. They took Fletcher McGee out of the game, and can they take Tevin Brown out? Can they take K.J. Williams out? Mm-hmm. I think they can. But if they don't, uh, it's going to be a, a long night. But but I think Kentucky moves on to the Sweet 16. Yeah, Tennessee had so many more bigs to throw at Oscar Sheboy that mm-hmm. frustrated him. Their size and he got in uh, foul trouble. Murray State doesn't have that. Virginia Tech, Purdue. I have Virginia Tech advance. I think we all do Purdue. I've actually got Virginia Tech advancing this game. This is one of my you know, throw one against the and see if it sticks. <laughs> yes, sir. And I just think Virginia Tech will move those bigs all over the place. And whether it's Mutz or whether it's Aluma. I think that they're a hard game to prepare for in 36 hours. Purdue has struggled at times defensively. Uh, and I think that Virginia Tech also has a little bit of toughness about them defensively. I, I agree with all of that. I just think Purdue's got a little bit too much. And the matchups inside, so those guys, Zach Eady and Travion Williams, they're going to have to guard mm-hmm. Aluma and Mutz. 
And that's going to be really difficult for them. It's going to be really difficult for Illumina Mutz to guard <laughs> Edie and Williams. Yeah. So, like, Zach Edie is the most fouled player in basketball, not just college basketball, any level of basketball. Uh, but if, you, if you're unable to, to muscle and foul him, uh, he's going he's gonna to be a problem. Uh, and and Jaden Ivey is, I think, the mm-hmm. most dynamic player in the game. Uh, so I have Purdue advancing there to the Sweet 16. But, uh, but they're certainly vulnerable to a style that Virginia Tech plays. It would not surprise me at all to see Virginia Tech win. Yeah, two guys at every position. At every position, no, it's hard. With, yes, with six guys, you usually thirty-eight percent or better from three-point line. That's tough to deal with. Baylor, North Carolina, or Baylor, Marquette. Any opinions on that? I've you got Baylor get, vulnerable. I I think they're vulnerable, but I think they'll get by. Um, number one seeds. It, it's unusual for them to get beat in the second round. Um, they usually advance, and that's why having a number one seed is is such a good thing. You know, you're playing against a team that has a hellacious game in the, the first round because they're playing a, a like team. Uh, and then, you know, I have UCLA advancing past sure. the, the winner of uh, you know the Indiana St. Mary's game, and I think it'll be Indiana. But I think UCLA is just better, and um, you know they're good defensively. They can play at, at different tempos. Uh, and Jaime Hawkes Jr. is playing mm-hmm. his best right now. Mm-hmm. And they've got a bunch of different guys that can make shots. Mm-hmm. And you talk about this all the time, Seth. Like Jules Bernard is probably the, the X factor. You know, he shoots the most free throws on the mm-hmm. on the roster. Mm-hmm. Uh and and you know, they, they have they just have weapons. And I think in tournament play, they're gonna be more dangerous than they were even in the regular season. With them having lost, what, Jay, was that five or six straight against USC? Mm-hmm. And Coach jumped them about their defense. Yes. And, and they came out and played a beautiful defensive game against USC. I expect them to take that defensive momentum into the NCAA tournament, which makes them even more dangerous because they the offensive firepower there. And they're healthy now. I mean, they're healthy. I mean, I think that's a big thing. Jaime Hawkins, all of a sudden, he's got you – know, he had those ankle in- issues. I mean, they're healthy now. UCLA, I, I think that they're going to be an interesting team to watch.